the schedules for the Trump trials come together, um, Republicans are in huge trouble. And I know the MAGA crowd doesn't want to hear that, but Trump's in big trouble. Disney appears to be looking for other sources of income since their actors are undermining their own movies. And the women are flocking to Austria. Uh, let's talk about why. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Happy Thursday. So, uh, we've got just a frick ton of news, and it's our last day, so we'll have to see, uh, we'll have to see, I don't think so, I think we're probably going to do a podcast tomorrow, because I, I just got one article that I really want to read, it won't be very long, but I really want to get that to you, but first off, let's get through today, let's talk about the news. Okay, so... Here we go. I it, it, There's a lot. So there can be little doubt right now that all of these lawsuits, all of these indictments are to get Biden reelected and to basically kill the Republican Party chances in 2024. And I got some news for you. It's probably going to work. I really am not having a lot of confidence that Republicans are going to be able to recover for this. So what's happening now is Trump's trials are actually coming together. We have like a an overview of what, if the Democrats had their way, is going to happen in 2024 with these trials. And by the way, none of them start until 2024. And they all coincide with the um, primary elections. It's, I mean, come on. Seriously, no one in politics sees this as a problem. Nobody? Okay, so this gal in, uh, this gal in, uh, what's it called? Uh, In um, Washington, or uh, Georgia, has decided that, you know something, we're going to start our trial on March 4th, 2024. That's when the trial is going to start. March 5th? is Super Tuesday for the Republicans. On that day, Alabama, Alaska, Arkansas, Colorado, California, Maine, Massachusetts, Minnesota, North Carolina, Oklahoma, Tennessee, and Texas will be holding their primaries on March 5th, which means Trump is going to get stuck in a courtroom on March 4th. And probably through the week. He's not going to be able to campaign. And you know, here's the big problem here. Trump is going, and by the way, oh, let's get that. A week later is the primary in Georgia where the trial is being held. So there's going to be a juxtaposition by the media showing the Georgia Republican primary and Trump in, in court. Gee, that's not a thing. We already know that the suggested trial date for, um, we also know that the, Alvin Bragg trial, which is uh, about him and that that stripper, Trump and that stripper, that's scheduled for March 25th. Then you got Jack Smith's cases. One is set to begin May 20th, which is, again, right in the middle of the campaign. And the other, he wants to start on January 2nd, which is when the primaries start. Don't tell me 
these people are not trying to upend this election. Don't tell me they're not trying to cheat so that Biden gets reelected. And by the way, if Biden gets reelected, that means Kamala Harris is going to be president because there's no freaking way in hell that Joe Biden's going to make it another four years. He's done. He's finished. And Republicans, they keep effing it up. They keep effing it up. Donald Trump keeps effing it up. Okay, I will make a prediction right now. If Donald Trump continues the way he's going right now, and he either doesn't change his campaign strategy, because right now his campaign strategy is twofold. Bitching about 2020, and bitching about, uh, basically bitching about 2020, and bitching about loyalty. That, that seems to be his entire shtick. And he's attacking Republicans. He's attacking he's attacking primarily Republicans. He's attacking Mike Pence. He's attacking Ron DeSantis. He's not attacking Vivek Ramaswamy. And the reason he's not attacking Vivek Ramaswamy is Vivek Ramaswamy is a Trump supporter. But he is attacking all Republicans who don't have, quote, loyalty, end quote. He is uh, not attacking Joe Biden. He's not attacking Democrats. He's bitching about 2020. He's bitching about January 6th and how he has to handle January 6th. He's bitching about his own impeachments. I sat back and I watched one of his um, I watched one of his rallies and that's all he talked about. He didn't talk about the economy. He didn't talk about Afghanistan. He didn't talk about Joe Biden. He didn't talk about uh, East Palestine or or um, Maui. He didn't talk about any of that. He didn't talk about Hunter Biden. I mean, he did mention all that stuff at the end of his speech. But nobody is listening. I got news for you. If this is going to be his... and Listen, I liked what Trump did for his first three years. But his first three years as president was really a nightmare. And he didn't do everything I wanted him to do. For example, the unions went wild under Donald Trump. And I, one of the first things I thought of is, you got to break these unions up. And I even said that in 2015. I want a president who's going to go after these unions and break them up. He never did that. And he bitched about them. He bitched about putting Hillary Clinton in jail. Never happened. All he does is bitch, bitch, bitch. And some of the things that are really important, he doesn't handle. Now, he handled the economy. That was great. But, I mean, he was the one who made... Tony Fauci famous. And that can't be forgotten. This is something Ron DeSantis is saying. The Democrats want him to run. And they want him to run because he has only about 37 to 47% support. 37 to 40% support. There's a substantial number of of Republicans who will not vote for Trump. One of the things we had to worry about... Now, again... It's still a year, over a year from the elections. I mean, and we, we it's still six months from the primaries. We don't know what's going to happen. Lots of things could happen. Maybe Donald Trump will actually drop out. Maybe the economy will sink, which is looking like that's a real possibility. Maybe Donald Trump will change his strategy and say, okay, we got to go after Biden. We got to go after the economy. We got to go after his foreign policy. We got to go after his corruption. We got to go after his lies. 
Listen, the star of the Donald Trump rally should not be Donald Trump. The star of the Donald Trump rallies should be Joe Biden. And he, every other word out of his mouth should be Joe Biden, not Donald Trump. But Donald Trump, and this is one reason why I don't like Donald Trump, he's a narcissist. He always has been, always will be. He's gotten worse as he's gotten older. And the reason I'm bringing this up so much is because I'm, I'm just listening to MSNBC, I'm listening to CNN, and it just, it's obvious. They talk about, they talk about Donald Trump, as I said yesterday, 96% of the time. They talk about Joe Biden 4% of the time. They do not want to talk about, they want to make this election about Donald Trump. And you know who's helping him do that? Is Donald Trump. And I got news for you, the big problem is, um, for Joe Biden, is voters. Is he going to get enough voters actually voting in 2024? Are there, are, are there enough Democrats out there who are excited enough to vote for, Donald, for, vote for uh, Joe Biden? And the answer seems to be no. But here's the thing. Donald Trump is making it that Republicans aren't excited to vote for uh, Donald Trump either. Because he's made it, making this election about him. And he, you really do see the flaws in Donald Trump. And you've got, I know you've got the base. 37% is a pretty good base. But that's about all he has. He doesn't have anything. He may have 5% higher than that. He doesn't have 50% Republican. He doesn't have a lot of Republican support, especially moderate Republicans and independents. They're not interested in Donald Trump. The question is, is Joe Biden going to F things up enough that, that the independents say, okay, we got to get rid of this guy and bring back. Even Trump is the lesser of two evils. And yeah, I don't know. I, I just think it's bad. Let's let's be honest. Trump won the 2016 election because he ran against Hillary Clinton, and Hillary Clinton is a terrible candidate. Well, Trump is a terrible candidate. He was a terrible candidate in 2016. Every election, 2018, 2020, 2022, anything Trump touched as far as elections go, he lost. He did not do well in 2022. He cost Republicans Georgia in 2020 and 2022. He's a disaster. And Republicans, especially the mega base Republicans, they just don't see it and they're living in their own echo chamber. I mean, I know oh, my dad loves OAN. My dad loves Newsmax. They're great stations, but they're also... they. They are just like what CNN and MSNBC are like, except the opposite direction. They're echo chambers for, for MAGA Republicans. And I call them MAGA Republicans because those are the Republicans that are vote Trump and there's no other option. And that's a problem because Trump is not the greatest option. All right, let's get to the next story. I went off on that, but I'm really worried so top Republicans in the Capitol are now beginning to crack down on the Federal Trade Commission. Now, one of the things they're complaining about is that uh, there was a FTC rule that was put in place that allowed private sector employees to allow non-compete clauses for their employees. Okay, so what would happen is a company would hire you. Let's say Amazon hired you. And you worked for Amazon, and you had to sign a non-compete clause. 
which basically meant if you quit, you had to wait a year, maybe two years, before you could actually create a competing business. All right? Now, that's different from, let's say, you can't steal our customers. That's not what they're talking about. They're talking about, I can't create a parallel business to compete with Amazon. Well, the FTC wanted to get one of those non-compete clauses to actually be in effect, and it was voted down. Well, people were asking the FTC, okay, we want your information. You guys are pushing this regulation. You guys are taking away business opportunities for other people. We want to see where you come up with this deal because it was it appeared that this is a pro-union thing. This is a pro-democratic thing. And Republicans don't like it. Well, the FTC lost or destroyed all the paperwork. So now Republicans are pissed off. They're like, okay, you guys set this rule. And now you can't tell us why? Of course they can't tell us why, because all the rule is set based off the unions. So Ted Cruz had a statement. He said, by deleting documents, the FTC likely violated federal law. It also impeded congressional oversight of the FTC's recent unprecedented actions, including its proposed rule banning non-compete clauses. Congress and public deserve an explanation as to why the FTC improperly destroyed records, what records it improperly destroyed, and what steps will be taken to ensure it never happens again. Okay, this is the problem with bureaucracy, and this is why the FTC needs to be destroyed. It needs to be taken down. The FTC needs to be destroyed. The IRS needs to be destroyed. The Department of Homeland Security needs to be destroyed. The Environmental Protection Agency needs to be destroyed. Because here's the problem with bureaucracy. Bureaucracy is there to, when it gets big, it's there to make itself important. It's there to keep itself alive. And so these bureaucracies make these rules and do the things of of the powerful whatever they want, just to keep themselves going. And one of the worst mistakes that was ever done, we didn't create a... And by the way, the Founding Fathers saw this. They thought bureaucracy is bad because England is filled with bureaucracy. So they saw it firsthand. This, these bureaucracies need to go away because they're becoming too powerful. They're making laws without Congress. They're doing all these things... They're not supposed to do. That was not their initial goal when they were created. The Department of Homeland Security is probably one of the biggest mistakes ever made. And now, you know, the FBI is another bureaucracy that's living on its own. The military-industrial complex has been living on its own since the 60s. The FBI has been living on its own since the 50s. Dwight Eisenhower warned us about the... FBI and the military-industrial complex when he left office in 58, I think it was. So, or 56, excuse me. So none of this stuff was good. Or 60, he left in 60. That's when uh, Kennedy took over. So this is just another example. And, 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 and you know, Republicans aren't going to get any of that information. They're not going to get any information. And don't tell me they don't continually do this. They do it all the time. They protect themselves. That's the goal of a bureaucracy. Okay, in and other news, Goodhue, which is a city in just south of Minneapolis in Minnesota, doesn't have a lot of people, only about a thousand people 
live there. I think it's 12, 1300 people live there. Um, had their entire police officer, uh, police force quit all at the same time. It was something like 12 people. All of them, including the police chief, all quit. The mayor, of course, was blindsided. He didn't know what to do. He, he was just like, now we don't have a police department. He says, oh, we're okay. We have a police department. I don't know where they are. They haven't signed contracts with the sheriff's department or anything. So right now, they do not have a police, they do not have a police department. Where did this come from? That whole defund the police movement. Police officers apparently in uh, that little town are paid $22 an hour. $22 an hour. Gee, I wonder why they all quit. And they get the same BS that big city departments get. They can't do anything. They can't arrest anybody. Everything that they do is uh, questioned. And they said this. Why am I going to take a job for $22 an hour? I could work at Burger King for $17 an hour. So, and that's what happened. That's what happens. And by the way, this is just an extreme example of what big cities are already doing. Minneapolis has lost something like 20% of their, their police force. They want nothing to do with it. Los Angeles has lost 20% of its police force. Washington, D.C. can't find police officers to hire. Nobody wants to be a police officer anymore because it's been demonized. Well, hey, dance with the devil. You're going to get burned. And this is exactly what blue cities and blue states are suffering through. Minneapolis is a blue city. This little town outside of Minneapolis is, that mayor is a blue mayor. There you go. Congratulations. Let's keep it up. All right. We got some interesting dumbasses of the day. Okay, yeah, we we've got a we got a couple real champs here. Um, so here's this first one. This gal, uh, you know what? I had to look this up because I had no freaking idea what she was talking about. Maybe you do. Let's listen to this gal bitch about something, and she's going to sue about something. And then, if you can't guess, which I know you're not going to be able to. You can sit back and tell. You can sit back and I'll tell you what actually she is bitching about. Listen. So I went to Google. I went to Google. I put Pinky Doll naked and I click on pictures. And what I see? What I see? There's a lot of page. There's a lot of page. You keep swiping and swiping and swiping. It don't stop. It don't stop. And I see all this website. How dare you? You gonna let other people put my face, my body out here doing stuff like that? How dare you? Without asking an ID. Where's the ID terms? Tell me that. What's up? I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you something today. I'm gonna sue all of you. All of you are gonna sue you. I'm gonna sue you. Y'all wanna play with me? You allow the people post pinky doll? Really? Cause you know you're about to get paid? Well, guess what? I'm about to get all that money. All that money. Okay, so what exactly is she complaining about? How about this? What exactly did she say? Bueller? Bueller? Exactly. I have I had to look this broad up. I had no idea what Okay, so this is the story. Apparently she's an OnlyFans model and she gets paid really well. 
I now I looked up what she actually looks like because all you saw is her face. Um, and you should go look at the video. Just go look at the video. Go to dumbasses.com, dumbassestalkingpolitics.com, and look at all the videos because there there are some special ones today. Um, she's so she's an OnlyFans model, and apparently people have been downloading her pictures, her naked pictures, posting them on websites. And she was looking them up on Google, and she found them, and now she's pissed off that people are making money off her naked pictures, and um, she wants to sue. Now, I'm not a big OnlyFans guy, so I don't know who this broad is. I have no idea who this broad is. I did look her up, and I think I got the right name. I can't be 100% sure. Okay, I can't. She is... I. If anybody is paying this broad for naked pictures of herself, she, they are, they are really, there's something wrong with these people. This gal looks like she hasn't missed a piece of cheesecake for dessert in about 10 years. But, I mean, just absolutely amazing that these people, that they go out there. She is, she is subscribed to a service that uses her for her body. And then she's bitching and moaning that there are people out there that are using her for her body to make money on their own websites. Okay, well, yeah. Now, like I said, dance with the devil, you're going to get burned. I, I don't know what she's bitching about. I mean, she should be thrilled. People like her pictures, I guess. Isn't that Doesn't that mean that the, the pictures out there are better or maybe she should be charging more? I don't know. I don't know. Here's another one. Here's another website. Here's the pro- here's another video. Here's a problem. Um, the elites in the news media. This applies to um, Joe and Mika on MSNBC Morning Joe. They sometimes don't realize that they're elitists. They act elitist, and then they say the thing that is elitist, and they say the thing that. By the way. Everyone really already thinks. Okay, so again, they can talk about conspiracy theory all they want, but we've always believed the media is out there to tell us exactly what's going on. And uh, our opinions mean nothing. Our opinions are what they tell us our opinions are. And every once in a while, the media does actually say... The quiet part out loud. The quiet part that they keep accusing us of being conspiracy theorists, right? Because Joe and Mika are saying they're, you know, they have no bias or anything like that. They openly say they have no bias. And then they say, no, then they say they get mad when someone says something that doesn't agree with them. And that person does, in this case, Trump, does exactly what they are doing. And then they sit there and say, he can't do that. That's us that's doing that. That's us that's supposed to do that. And he's undermining the media and disinformation and misinformation, all this crap. Well, Mika let it out because Mika's not very bright. So let's listen to her talk. Who were Trump voters and are still Trump supporters. They go, yeah, you guys are going crazy. He's doing, what are you so surprised about? He's doing exactly what he said he's going to do. Well, and I think that the dangerous you know, edges here are that he's trying to undermine the media, trying to make up his own facts. And it could be that while unemployment and uh, the, the economy worsens, he could have undermined the messaging so much that he can actually control right. uh, exactly what people think. And that if, is the that is our you, job. 
Yep, there's the quiet part out loud. You, you're not allowed to think what you think. You're not allowed to listen to information on both sides. You listen to what they say. It's their side that matters. And by the way, it's not just MSNBC that thinks this. They don't think this only about Trump. They don't like Fox News for the same reason. They don't like the Post-Millennial or the Daily Wire or the Blaze for that very reason. They're giving alternative um, outlooks on things. And that's just not allowed by the mainstream media. And she just basically admitted it again. Okay, well, sometimes they say they say what they're thinking, and it works. All right, let's get to the news here. Let's get to the uh, stories here. Our first story, Disney's in trouble. Let's, let's call it what it is. Disney is not making money. They're losing money at their theme parks. They're losing money in the theaters. They're losing money in their streaming services. They are looking for different ways to make money. I mean, even ESPN is not making money. Okay, they're the only thing that is making a little bit of money. But they're looking for other ways to make money. Because don't forget, ESG, uh, DEI, all this woke nonsense, it only goes so far. And then you either have to drop all the woke nonsense or you have to find other alternatives to make money because that's how capitalism works and that's how these businesses work. They talk about stakeholder capitalism, which there's no such thing. Stakeholder capitalism is just socialism. Uh, but the reality is they've got shareholders they need to report to. So this is according to Fox News. This is interesting. A famed investor believes that Walt Disney Company's sports gambling products will be its most profitable asset in the near future. A far cry from the family-friendly image the Mouse House has long fought to protect. Earlier this week, Penn Entertainment announced a $1.5 billion partnership with Disney's ESPN to create a sports betting company. Penn will pay Disney Sports Arm $1.5 billion in cash over 10 years to rebrand its current sports book and relaunch as ESPN BET. This fall, in the 16 legal betting states where Penn is licensed, journalist-turned-investor Porter Bibb, who was Newsweek's White House correspondent and the first publisher of Rolling Stone before pivoting to a lucrative career in finance, feels Disney... CEO Bob Iger is just getting started. Quote, Iger and Disney are sitting on top of enormous potential revenue and profit generator in ESPN, and he's taken to the first step with Penn Entertainment deal with that is just beginning, just the beginning of what ESPN is going to generate as a monster online sports betting behemoth, end quote, Bib told Fox News Digital. So there you have it. Disney is just looking for something, somewhere to make money. They've got to be in the black somewhere. And sports betting will do it. Except here's the problem. Disney is going to have an issue still with wokeness, DEI, ESG, all this crap. Because here's the reality. Betting, sports betting, is all over the place now. You can't watch any sport without sports betting being an option. So Disney, especially ESPN, because ESPN really is walking the line. They Don't forget, ESPN just went through a ton of layoffs because they were losing money. 
ESPN is going to have to drop this woke stuff. That's or people are just going to go bet somewhere else, especially sports betting. Sports betting it by people who, again, you're not going to tell a sports better. Go to Las Vegas. Go into a sports book and look who's there. It ain't men wearing dresses. So this, yes, initially, this could make them a ton of money. Is it going to be something that saves Disney? No. As a matter of fact, what's going to save Disney is if they just decide, you know what, we're, we're, we're going to drop this sports betting thing. We're going to, we're going to, sports betting, ESG thing, this DEI thing. We're going to, we're going to just try to sell to the actual customers that we have. If they don't do that, this is going to fail too. And by the way, where is this all coming from? Well, Disney hasn't had a hit movie in forever. I yes, I I I hear the Little Mermaid movie did very well. The Little Mermaid movie lost money. It's still in the red. Even when they opened the DVD sales and the streaming service sales, it did not make it, it did not make what marketing and production cost. It lost a ton of money. Well, one of the reasons that uh, Disney is losing money and their movies aren't making money are because of this. If I'm going to stand there 18 hours in a dress of an iconic Disney princess, I deserve to be paid for every hour that it is streamed online. You might be asking, who the hell is that? That's Rachel Zegler. She was uh, tapped to do the new Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Of course, Snow White won't be white, and the dwarves won't be dwarves, and there may or may not be a prince, as you'll hear later, uh, and Snow White won't fall in love with the prince, so basically they're changing the entire story. It's not Snow White anymore, okay? They're just calling it Snow White and the seven special guys or something. I don't, I don't know. The seven non-binary uh, tall people. I, I have no idea what they're going to do, what this is even going to look like. This is what happens when you go woke. So this Rachel Zegler, who is half Colombian, half Polish, is sitting back and bitching that she has to walk around, do all these interviews, wear that stupid dress, and she doesn't get paid for it. Here's a newsflash. She's not starving. She's not in the food lines. She's not getting welfare. She is getting... She signed a contract. And... Right now, Disney is really worried. They don't think this movie is going to get off the the ground. This movie hasn't even been shot yet. And it's already got really bad press. And by the way, this Zegler, she's really off-putting. She just seems like a a bitchy, moany Gen Xer, Gen Zer, excuse me, whining all the time. And what's worse... She doesn't even seem to like the movie Snow White. You know, the one that Disney made in 1937. She has said some absolutely horrible things about the movie. Well, um, Daily Wire wants to point out that uh, Disney might be changing their mind here. According to Daily Wire, quote, Branding experts warned that Disney live-action Snow White remake could become a colossal failure based on comments made by lead actress Rachel Zegler. The 22-year-old star has been making headlines recently for her comments regarding the original 1937 film story, which is based on the German fairy tale. Zegler said she, quote, hated, end quote, the classic love story, 
and thought it was, quote, weird, end quote, plus labeled the prince, quote, a stalker, end quote. As for the new live-action version, the Snow White star alluded some major updates. Quote, she's not going to be saved by the prince, and she's not going to be dreaming about true love, end quote, the actress promised. So, in other words, um, the prince, uh, in other words, it's not Snow White, because that's essentially the end of Snow White anyway. That's, that's, how, the, that's how Snow White works. That's the story that Disney said in 1937. That's the story that was written by, I think it was the Brothers Grimm back in the 1700s. So let's take a look at some of the things she said, because these went viral. And I didn't talk about this earlier. I did mention the the I did mention that they were doing a live action shoot, but I never actually put on what she's been saying. And my God, I don't know what's worse, that Disney hired this gal, or this gal actually talks. So let's listen to what she had to say. I was scared of the original cartoon. I think I watched it once and then I never picked it up again. Like, I'm being so serious. I watched it once and then I went on the ride in Disney World, which was called Snow White Scary Adventures. Doesn't sound like something a little kid would like. Was terrified of it. Never revisited Snow White again. So I watched it for the first time in probably 16, 17 years when I was doing this film. I mean, wow. You're trying to push this film and you're basically saying this movie that you're starring in is not a kid's film and she was scared of it and she didn't like it and she didn't watch it until she turned 22 and became the movie star the star of the film that's a hell of a way to sell a film but that isn't it here's another here's another quote and of course again this went viral so everyone is hearing this. Listen. I mean, you know, the, the original cartoon came out in 1937, and very evidently so. <laughs> um, there is a big focus on her love story um, with a guy who literally stalks her. <laughs> yeah. Weird. Super weird. So we didn't do that this time. <laughs> so, no, so no prince or a different kind of prince? We have a different approach to what I'm sure a lot of people will assume is a love story just because like we cast a guy in the movie, right. Andrew Burnap, great dude. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's one of those things that I think everyone's going to have their assumptions about what it's actually going to be, but uh, it's really not about the love story at all, which is really, really wonderful. And whether or not she finds love along the way is anybody's guess until 2024. Um, all of Andrew's scenes could get cut. Who knows? It's Hollywood, baby. She is the most off-putting human being I've ever heard. She is just off-putting. I mean, her mannerisms, what she says, she's just... I, I, I'm telling you, I, I would not want to see this movie simply because she reminds me of that chick that, that just lost a... Just bad actress. She can't speak. Um... I can't remember who the gal that Johnny Depp just won a lawsuit on. That's what she reminds me of. Just very off-putting. And then the fact that, oh, well, it, it, it's a love story, and they only assume that because there's a guy in it. I mean, okay. I So, I mean, Snow White was a love story. So what you're basically saying is it's not Snow White. It's a completely different movie. 
Which, by the way, I think it would probably do well if she sold it like that and then this gal wouldn't make the comparisons all the time. And the prince is a stalker? I don't know. He saved her life. That might have something to do with it. And he was in love with her as much as she was in love with him. So, I mean, it's not like he was the patriarchy or some bullshit like that. But that's how she is. I mean, it is. She just sounds weird. Now, I do want to. I do want to point something out. Um, she doesn't seem. She's young. She's stupid. She's obviously woke. She doesn't seem to understand what the whole purpose of an actress is. What her job actually is. Which, by the way, you can say that's just a Gen Xer or Gen Zer, Gen Alpha. Alpha. They they have no idea what work is. Because her job as an actress is to get a role in a movie, promote the movie, people see the movie, the movie makes a lot of money, and then she gets another movie and she becomes a movie star. This woman is actually going around and telling everyone not to watch this movie. I That's what she's saying. She's already saying the original sucked. This one's going to be a lot better because it's not the original. Everyone loved the original. And this movie, in the original, it sucked and it was creepy. And we're not going to make this movie suck and creepy. Okay, but then it's not Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. It's something else. Call it something else. Don't wear the dress. Now, again, those two videos, that I, they went viral. And people are just ripping her. It is amazing how people are ripping her. So, of course, when you have to kind of walk back some stuff that you've said, right? In today's age, you don't just walk back and apologize and say, yeah, no, that's that's not it. That's not it. It's actually a good movie or anything like that. You make yourself a victim. <laughs> so she released one of the most produced videos i think it's on instagram i'm not sure where it is about how she is a victim because people are using her words so let's listen to this. it's actually pretty hysterical let's listen to this and this is one you should really watch if you haven't seen it go to dumbassestalkingpolitics.com and look at this video here we go video is gonna get taken out of context and i know that at this point i can't really stop people from doing that because that's what my whole existence on the internet is, is just me being taken out of context and stuff, uh, which is fine. That's what I signed up for, isn't it? Um, but I never want it to come off as me being ungrateful for the opportunities I have when I say that this has been the biggest adjustment of my life, like understanding the way my life operates now, being who I am, and the things that I've been so fortunate to make. It comes with so much ground. So much ground that I never thought I would be able to cover and that people think I'm doing poorly and other people think I'm doing gracefully and I don't think I'm doing it at all. <laughs> so when I tell you that it's hard, I just mean to be inside my brain. <laughs> That's hard. And I'm there 24-7. I can't, I can't get out of it. And, and I, I don't know if that will make sense, but that's where I'm at. I'm so grateful for the things that I'm able to do. And a lot of what I'm able to do is because of you guys. And I'm 
so unbelievably thankful for that. At the end of the day, I look at this trip and think if somewhere like that can exist, then so can my tiny pink bedroom from New Jersey. I can also be having the greatest time and simultaneously wishing people would stop sending me death threats. And maybe that's a weird takeaway for this video. This is a life. This is real. It's filled with a lot of beautiful moments and beautiful people. I have a loving family, an incredible boyfriend that I love so much, beautiful friends and family, people that I miss. It's a, it's a privilege to miss people the way that I do, but it's hard and it's lonely. It's very lonely. I just know that if that loneliness can exist, so can other things and I will be okay. Maybe that's a weird takeaway regardless. Um, this is not supposed to be anything other than... The only thing I really have to say about this whole little speech she gave, two things. One, I hate the, the term out of context. It is constantly taken out of context. Okay, no one's taking anything out of context. You said what you said. It's recorded. Everything is recorded. We heard what you said. You're not being taken out of context. You said this and people are saying, she said this and this is stupid. So as far as I'm concerned, this is just a, a you know, oh, it's everybody else's fault. Okay, not that I said this, but that it's everybody else misinterpreting what I said. I mean, I'm sorry, we can interpret what you said because you said it. Maybe you didn't mean to say it. And you probably didn't mean to say it after you said it, but no one's taking anything out of context. Second off, she bitches about being so lonely and she's got tears in her eyes. Okay. First off, she lists 50 freaking people and she's got video of those 50 different people in her life and how she's loved and, and, and catered. We'll call it catered because that's what these people, you know, cater to her. She gets her butt licked so often, it's probably not even funny. And so you're not going to get a lot of sympathy with you being lonely in your $3,000 a month apartment, discussing this on Instagram on your $2,000 phone, while you're wearing probably a $500 outfit. I mean, come on. Stop it. This is so dumb. She's been called arrogant privileged, a narcissist, unlikable, a snowflake, and lots of other things you cannot mention. And that's another thing. I My life has been threatened. Who's threatening your life? Why don't you show us where this, this your life is being threatened? This is something that, that these, um, that these celebrities do too. I'm always being threatened. My life has been threatened. Oh, really? Well, show us, because I'd like to say, I, I don't want your life threatened. I think that would be bad. I think you should call the police. I think we should defend you. Why don't you show us who's threatening you? And they never show any of that. They just say it. Well, here's the thing. I call bullshit. I don't think you're being threatened at all. I think that's just something to make your sympathy card go up. Your victimization, your victim, add some victimization points. Because since Me Too, we don't have to prove any of that crap now. We just do it. We just say it. And then everyone is just supposed to believe me because I'm a woman. 
just ridiculous. This movie is going to bust. I would not be shocked. I will tell you something right now. I don't think the movie even gets released. I don't think the movie gets produced. I don't think they go that direction. It's going to be the same disaster that Batgirl was for MGM or whoever produced that one. They're, they're not even going to go through this through with this. And if they do, Disney is stupid. Because or they should just get rid of her. Get get yourself uh get yourself another Snow White. I'm sure Holly Berry is available. You don't even you can get someone of more color than this gal. I'm sure. Okay, and this is kind of a fun story. Um. So according so according to the New York Post, a supermarket in Austria shuttered this week after a venomous Brazilian wandering spider was spotted wandering in the bananas, TMZ reported, citing fears that a bite from the deadly creature can cause long-lasting, painful erections. The penny market in Krems and der Dano, I don't know, which is about 45 minutes west of Vienna, the nation's capital city, has reportedly been closed since Tuesday. The store manager allegedly rang the fire department after spotting a four-inch black and red creepy crawler. Helpers sealed the store's banana crates, helped the spider, but the spider is still at large. The Brazilian wandering spider's venom, quote, stimulates, end quote, an erection that lasts for hours, according to the live science. So you could imagine there's probably about a billion men who want to save the 20 bucks on, uh, uh, Cialis and all of them drugs, and they're running looking for the spider to get bitten. I don't know. I, matter of fact, I wouldn't be shocked if there are lots of people that are sitting back and wondering if they can order this spider from Brazil. I don't know. Well, okay, that's it. I hope you guys have a good day. I think, I think I'm going to do a podcast tomorrow. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, simply because there is a story from the Washington Post that really is fantastic. It is delicious, and I don't think I can ignore it. So I hope you guys have a great day. If I don't talk to you tomorrow, a great weekend. God bless, and I love you all. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.